Okay, hello. Welcome to episode 325 of Sack King's Therapy. Uh, we are going to come to you today after just this tiny sprinkle of news. It's been a week. It's it's out time for an episode, and there is just enough news for us to cover. Uh, so before we get started, gotta gotta talk to gotta talk to my co-host Fong. Hello. Yeah, so pretty dry spell of news overall for the NBA, but there was just a little bit of stuff for the, for us to work with with the Kings because today uh, the official press conference for uh, Sasha Vazenkov happened. It was about twenty minutes, and uh, there were some stuff that that um, there was some new stuff that we learned, but mostly it was, I'll be honest, very meh. Not, nothing. Nothing really caught my attention. What about you? What, what did you take away from the press conference uh, between Monty McNair and Sasha Vazenkov? I mean, I felt like most of the questions that he answered were, I don't want to say relatively the same, but it's mostly like, oh, how is converting from the EuroLeague to the NBA going to be like for you? Pretty much type deal. And I mean, all the answers he gave is like, you know, uh, he's you know slowly adapting to the NBA style. He has the experience from the Euroleague, and that you know with the help of the organization and players, that he'll get right up to speed and be ready for you know day one in the regular season. You know, part of me just wishes like sometimes like one of these days you just get this like really arrogant asshole is is like well, how how do you think you're gonna adapt to the uh, NBA game from the Euroleague? I'll I'll fucking know. I won't know until I start playing. Like, mm -hmm. just be honest about it. Like, you know, he he's definitely been media trained um, already, and yeah, he seems to he's he'll step right into that. And you know, we won't know. We honestly, you won't know until he actually plays. There's just no way to really find out. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like he said, bas it's just basketball. It's five v five, just like in Euroleague and NBA, and yeah the best he could do is, you know, get the training he could from the organization. And, uh, I mean, he did say it'll be a slow start, of course, you know, like every new player in the NBA. And, you know, he'll just have to adapt from there. Now hopefully he can adapt quick because uh, first the first few weeks are pretty brutal. You got a lot of Warriors in there. You got the Lakers in there. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a murder's row of teams yeah. to start. Um, to the NBA. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the NBA. Here's LeBron James. Try and stop him. But, um, <laughs> you know, like he did talk a lot about a lot about just how the Kings pursued him, and we we already knew this. I just thought it was interesting that he kept bringing up like they basically brought the whole fucking battalion over to greet him to greet him and you know talk about the game and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it always does amaze me just how I guess into. Sasha they were like Monty talked about like he had been watching Sasha for years before this and again it just it does amaze me just how like in they were to just trying to get him to come to Sacramento I mean yeah I mean if it weren't for Monty I'm guessing not many other scouts uh saw any potential in him or else you know he would have been in the NBA sooner but you know Monty uh decided to you know make that kind of trade and uh you know bring him over pretty much 
Yeah, he definitely is a hidden gem of sorts, and we'll see just how he translates. Like, I always, like, go back to, like, when I, I guess, look to, I guess, being able to find gems like this. Like, I always go back to, like, how would this guy fit on, say, the Warriors? He'd be great on the Warriors, that's for damn sure. Like, <laughs> about a guy who moves and shoots defense, you can figure that, you can figure that out. But, like... To be able to find a gem like what we presume that Sasha's going to be, this is going to be a huge like testing ground for just you know Monty's eye for talent, and he's he's been pretty good about it in terms of like drafting and like finding these hidden gems out there. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, in Monty, we trust so far. Nothing. Yeah, nothing of negativity in terms of. Uh, what he has done for this organization is just pretty much all positive. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, to just just be that asshole. You did trade for Tristan Thompson and gave up DeLon right now in that deal. That That's the mm-hmm. only real thing I kind of hold, kind of like, didn't really didn't like, like a, a inarguably a bad move. Um, especially looking back, looking back now is even worse. But like, yes, he's he's been very he's had a very good track track record, and hopefully Sasha is just like another one of those huge success success stories. Like James Ham was like saying he could be Davis Bertans, but like literally like three three times less the money. Hmm. Well, I mean, well, I guess we'll have to see. Hey, Davis Bertans, you know, leading Latvia over France. What about that, huh? Jesus uh, Christ, France! What are you guys doing? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, point finger somewhere and maybe. It, like I, I talked about like Trey Lyles in that one game like you know being able to neutralize Rudy Gobert he got neutralized by Davis Bertans of all people like no shade to that guy that guy couldn't get on the court <laughs> with, with Dallas and that, like that was a team that like needed players and Jesus Christ, that, that's bad. Although not all on Rudy. Let, let's blame Evan Fournier too and the whatever point guard they had. Their point guard was pretty bad too. Mm. So yeah, that that's an entire mess. But uh yeah, back back to Sasha. Uh he did mention like they like their fast-paced attack and their o- offensive structure. And I think he'll fit right into that. Like he, he's gonna be so good, I think, on offense. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, I guess you could say Mike Brown was there, Fox was there. Keegan was there from, and I mean, didn't, I don't know who else because they didn't really mention any other players other than uh, those two and uh, Mike Brown. But I mean, I'm surprised that he's only been here for two days. I thought he was here longer, not going to lie. He probably, uh, he went on vacation, I think. Mm. Um, I remember seeing a look on Instagram and like he, I think he was like in this fancy house that I don't think was in Sacramento because there were like hills and stuff. So I, I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, he's been. Yeah, I think he just just came back, and uh, the word is uh, from James Ham is that he's probably staying for the re- until the start of the season or for the rest of the season, basically, um, just to train with the guys and really get up to speed. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I... Um. Uh, only other thing I have note was like apparently he doesn't speak Spanish all that well. <laughs> I thought I thought he would for some reason just because he he is he was in the Euro League. I just expect everyone there to speak Spanish, but. Yeah, he actually went back to English, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, the weird thing about that is I didn't know he went to the, or somewhere in the U.S. for, I'm assuming, high school, and was committed to Xavier um, University until, you know, he decided to 
you know, stay, prof- uh, stay and play professional in the Euro League. Yeah, Inter- interesting little things. You, you learn a lot about these players, and that will probably be a trivia question on a King's quiz at some point. <laughs> yeah, I don't Although know. Although I will have to verify that on like Wikipedia or something before I put mm-hmm. it as a question. Probably. But yeah, other than that, I mean, the team does need to take them to in and out. I mean, that's pretty much all I got from that <laughs> press conference. In and out, weirdly polarizing uh, around these parts. Uh, I know, I know, De'Aaron's not the biggest fan. So yeah, I mean, I guess he likes Chick Fil A better. Mm, I mean, Chick Fil A is nice. I, I like both. Like, why do we have to have wars over this? And uh, also, it's a three dollar burger. What are we asking for? Like, I remember, I, like our buddy was like saying, you know, the Costco hot dog hasn't d- doesn't really live up to his reputation. It's a dollar fifty. What are we expecting? Yeah, like a with fucking, a drink. <laughs> yeah, like what are we expecting? Like Michelin star shit? Like you get just the greatest hot dog of all time. It's fucking it's fucking 150. It is a gigantic hot dog. Yeah. So, yeah. And you pretty much get the onions. I don't know if they still have the relish. Oh, uh, they do have the they do have the relish. I actually never got the onions one before. Mm, because I remember they took out the onions. I think you have to ask for the onions behind the counter now because uh, you know. I think during the COVID years and so on, they, you know, took out the <laughs> onion machine. And I have a pretty funny story about those uh, condiment machines in Costco. Well, now that will be safe for another time. We're honestly off air, but we'll, we'll but let, let's move on to the next, uh, to the next topic. JaVale McGee uh, released or stre- waved and stretched by the Dallas Mavericks. Um, and he was a free agent basically yesterday it was announced and it only took a day and well first of all there were rumors that saying the kings were very interested in him and it only took a day and now he is officially signed with the sacramento kings your thoughts on the signing uh i mean he's a good signing i gotta say i mean at this point in time there's really not many other you know free agents i would say out there that probably would be worth taking a look at i mean it's i would say it's a relatively safe pick for javel and uh you know we were talking about this earlier about how we have a lot of big men now but you know what might as well bring back the <laughs> old kings in and have a what a four or five big man lineup yeah like so that was the only thing the only issue i had is that you already what so you have demonis Sabonis, you have um you have alex len you have namias Keda, and you have norland's Noel. am i missing someone there i think that's the four right yeah it, it, anyways like either way either way like adding another center on top of that i think is a bit ridiculous but JaVale McGee actually fits what the Kings need. They need size, they need length, and they do need a shot blocker. And JaVale is that, and he's a vertical spacer. Like, he will be a guy that's going to catch some lobs from Malik Monk and dunk that shit down. He, he can't play with, I don't, I'm pretty sure they won't play him with Sabonis, but as a guy that just fills in like six minutes, like six to 10 minutes a night at most, probably. He's perfect for that role. I know he's like on the older side. He was what 35, I think, this year 
or this upcoming season. Yeah, he's 35 right now. So like he's gonna probably be 36 by the end of this by the end of this season or the end of this next season. But he is he is what the Kings need, theoretically. Yeah. And you know, it's great that we're increasing that arsenal our arsenal, uh, in you know, that sort of sense. And uh yeah, I mean it's great that we're gonna have him here. Yeah, and like I, I think this is gonna spell the end for one of Nerland's Noel or Namias Kada. Personally, I would probably just keep Kada just because I want to see that development project through. But like, because right now theoretically he is kind of a better version of, of Nerland's Noel. Like more size, kind of plays the same way. So I don't, I don't know where the Kings are gonna go with this. It, it is too many centers, but like they do need, but Javale like theoretically. Like at least from what I'm imagining, does provide exactly what the Kings need at the back of five spot. Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting a, maybe a cut or two within the season, to be honest. Yeah, like I think the Kings are at 20 uh, roster spots right now. They have one more roster spot for, for training camp, and then they're gonna have to cut it down to I believe uh, 15, uh, including three two-way contracts. So. Yeah, so they're gonna have they're gonna have some decisions to make, but we'll see how things play out. Um, Javale's m- mother, uh, Pamela McGee, did play for the Sacramento Monarchs. Yeah, that was interesting. I mean, pretty much Javale played for all the teams that her mom or his mom, sorry, uh, played for, which is you know Dallas and LA, uh, on addition to Sacramento. Yeah, so. You know, I get. I guess things are just meant to be, or you know, honestly, like it is. It, it's more of a whatever thing. But he's been around the area, so like, you know, I guess like it's finally come full circle. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, speak about Javel has has Christian Wood been moved yet? I don't believe so. Jeez. Okay. I, so there's a theory out there. I don't know. I don't know the validity of it. I think so. Like Terrence Davis, like Kelly Oubre. Um, yeah, Christian Wood. I think these are probably the three best uh, free agents that are still available. PJ Washington. I didn't even know this. I actually missed this news. He actually signed uh, for three years, I think 48 million with uh, Charlotte, which that's an interesting deal. Oh, okay. But, but like the rumor is, is that these, these three guys are waiting for the heat to trade for Dane so that they can cut sign for the minimum. Cause like, I, I did read like the heat were interested in them if they get Damian Lillard. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let me say this: TD would be very interesting, like as a as kind of a budget Max Struess replacement. Oh, yeah, that would be. It's just that Dame trade is. It just it just feels like fuck the Blazers. I'll just say that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> like, just get it over with. And like this thing about like getting a return. You fuck this man's career, okay? <laughs> For like 10, 12 years, it's time to let you. It's time to let him go. Now I know he signed the extension and all that shit. Like, let's just let the man go. The time is done. Like, you guys promised him that you guys were gonna make moves to to win. You guys have not done that for the past two years. So, like, what what does he owe you guys? He doesn't owe you fuck all. Yeah. Well, when that day comes, hopefully. I don't even know. I can't even imagine it <laughs> if it ever happens. To be honest, at this point. Uh, 
I said this on, I think it was last episode. Look, it's not the worst thing if Blazers keep Dame. Like, Dame can mentor Scoot Henderson and all that, but just send him to Miami. Just put just put this crap out, out of his misery. Like, I hate I hate this thing where you have to get, like, a, get a return or whatever. Look, Tyler Hero is a good player. Like, just... Just take him. Who gives a shit? You know, trade him. Trade him again if you need. If you need to. Yeah. Well, like I said, when the day comes, it's just going to be probably one of the biggest blockbuster trades we'll ever see. Well, I don't think it will ever top the Rudy Gobert thing. No, just that, unfortunately, that's kind of soured a lot of these. Like, just imagine, like, if they only get five draft picks, you know. That's not enough for Dame. Like Rudy Gobert got five, and he only gets four or five, or Dame only gets you four or five. Like that's not that's not fair. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it just goes to show that seven for Gobert is not worth whatever Minnesota traded for him. So, yeah, yeah. And it's, look, I I hate this shit. Like apparently, Pat Bev went on a Gilbert Arenas's uh, podcast today and said. And it's going to be a Laker at some point. It's like, I hate that he brought that up. Cause like, it's usually the media that brings us up, not players, but like, stop, stop doing that shit. Like, I know they fucked up with the Gobert trade, but I do hope Ant stays in Minnesota you know, yeah. as, a, as a homegrown star. Yeah. I guess we'll have to see. Okay. Uh, last piece of Kings news. Um, so um, it's been reported by Brian Windhorse that Jordy Fernandez, uh, who is coaching Team Canada right now, is basically a hot name that's looking to, that is probably going to be one of the one of the most sought after like head coaching candidates this upcoming year. Like, there's just a lot of buzz around it, and yeah, like we we heard rumors about like you know him. Well, not rumors. There were straight up reports of him being very him being very close to uh to getting the job in Toronto over the off season. So we're kind of expecting this, but it's almost a surefire deal that this is probably the last year, last year of Jordy on the Kings. Which is too bad, but at the same time, I mean, they got to get the bag wherever, you know, the money goes. And I'm just going to assume that, assistant coaches don't get as much money as head coaches so they do not and you know like he's he's worked he's worked his way up and you know it would be very sad to see him go and the kings would be losing a very good you know associate coach but like you know he's a guy that's worked his ass off and he deserves the opportunity to kind of forge his own path pretty much and wherever whichever team you know signs him i wish him the best of luck to you know Helping that team go somewhere, I guess. I don't know. I <laughs> I'm still thinking about the Kings going to the championship over that. Then by then, this could be the Kings' last dance, as Casey said. Um, what, what about this? Just quick, just throw a name out there. Uh, who, which team do you think he ends up on? Uh, let me think. What's a what's a team with a coach that is on the brink of getting fired? <laughs> um. They don't. Did Atlanta have a new coach? They they did sign Quinn Snyder. He he so, was one of the candidates, by the way. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of a team that has like a 
is uh, Boonhauser still in uh, Milwaukee? No, he got fired. They hired it. They hired. They basically promoted his assistant, Adrian Griffin. That that mm-hmm. that would have been a good. That would have been a good pick. Yeah. Huh? You never know. Maybe maybe Milwaukee if they decide Adrian to step oh, down. Be, oh, that'd be terrible. Like Giannis is definitely leaving if that happens. Mm, okay. Like, the, interview, the interview he did uh, this week. That, it, look, it makes sense what he did. Like, I don't. Did, did you see the interview? No, I have not. He basically says, like, I'm not going to sign an extension right now. Doesn't financially make sense to. And like, I need to know that the organization and everyone, everyone in within the organization is as locked in as I am in winning a championship. And until they prove that, I'm not signing this extension. Ooh, okay. That's some, that's some spicy stuff. But like, you know what? That makes sense. Like, you are one of the best players in the world, and if you don't feel like the or the front office is doing everything they can to surround you with talent, if you don't feel like your players are putting in as much as work as you do then why am I wasting my time here? Like, it's hmm. time to move on. Like, you got to put the pressure on, on these guys. Like, like I hate to say it, like, look look at what Dame, look what happened to Dane. Like, he, like, the team, the organization, like, they promised that he was, go- they were going to win, they were going to try and win. They're not doing it. And unfortunately, he's stuck. He kind of, he's kind of stuck right now because he signed that extension. So, hmm. It, it, it makes sense. Like leverage, use your leverage, like to get these teams to do to do your bidding. Because Lord have mercy, some of these some of these organizations, they do not they they say they want to win, but they don't really want to win. They don't want to do what it takes. I see. I mean, I guess uh, I'm trying to think of a nerd team, but here, here, I'll give you mine. I look. This is just a this is just a wild guess. I, there's no reports or anything. Maybe Memphis would be an interesting one. Ooh. My my other dog would have been New York, but I don't know how that will Ooh. fare off. Well, well, if uh if they have some sort of regression again, because like Tom Thibodeau was on was like like a lot of people in New York wanted his head last last year when they didn't make the playoffs. Now, of course, they made the playoffs this year, and he he's fine now. But yeah, New York's a good New York's a good shout. Yeah, I would say Memphis too, but I think we'll have to see throughout the season how much, you know, complications <laughs> go about. But I'm pretty sure that would just be fine for now. I I don't know, like, like their issue last year was offense. Now their defense, I think, is going to be for the most part fine without job, but like their offense is. Like Marcus Smart is your point guard. Like he's he's not a good point guard. Like I don't know what it is with people. Like like he don't get me wrong, good player, very good defensive player. He's not the guy you want running point guard. Hmm. And they yeah. got rid of Tyus Jones, which that's very that's a huge loss, by the way. So we'll see how that goes. I I'm not into the Grizzlies as much. Yeah, well, I guess we'll have to see. Okay, well, that's uh, gonna wrap it up for the Kings news. Okay, so warning: this, the these next two topics are gonna be really ranty, especially for me. I'm not. I don't know how. I don't know if you really have that strong of opinions on these two next topics, Paul. But so, uh, for the first of the two topics is gonna be uh, Noah Lyles, uh, American track star. I believe 
like I, I don't I'll be honest don't really know that much he, he's a track star and he decided to make a comment about how the NBA the NBA ch world championship isn't really a world championship in his words the world champions are what the United States so and that kind of started up a firestorm online where basically a lot of players kind of clowned on him. Like you have all the way from like Devin Booker to Denzel Valentine kind of making fun of him all the way to Drake of all people, like coming in and kind of like clowning on him for making fun of the NBA. So I guess to start, what were your thoughts when you first heard this thing? Eh, I thought it was like, it's just an opinion. <laughs> like, the NBA, in my opinion, of course, is the best league to play basketball in, in terms of competition. I can't say for the rest of the leagues, but I mean, saying that it's a world title, I mean, uh, I would, all I could say is who cares? <laughs> yeah, so that's That was my thing for the most part, but then it, it turned into a weirdly lively debate. And my first thought when it turned into debate is like, are we seriously that fucking bored? Like, sure. Like, I'll get, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate. I, I get what Noah's saying. Like, you, they're not playing against the world. They're like, they're not playing against Greece. They're not playing against France. They're not playing against Spain and all those different leagues. They are only playing in the U.S. That is true. But it is also true that the NBA has play has the best players from all over the world. And, you know, to, to illustrate that point, ever, since 2017, 2018, all the MVPs in the NBA have been, you know, international players. Like, it is, it is an international game at this point, like within the NBA, in the U.S. But they the players are from all over the world. And yes, they do not play the other teams from all over the world, but there is no debate that they will wipe the fucking floor with Spain, with Greece, with France, whatever country. Do you want to try China? Like they would, the NBA, any, like the Nuggets, for example, will wipe the floor with any of these teams. Hell, the Kings might wipe the floor with most of these teams. Like we have the best players, but yes, if you want to get like into a semantics war, they are technically not the world championships because, yes, they do not play the other world's teams. Yeah, which is true, but you're right. A lot of the best players around the world want to be in the NBA. They want to play in the NBA. And, uh, I mean, I don't, if the NBA ever changes the, I guess, the name of the title, <laughs> I doubt there'll be any that much uh, difference, to be honest, to be made about, uh, you know, the statement that most of these players make, uh, you know, just playing in the NBA. So, like, look, I'm not a I'm not an expert on uh, soccer, but like I do know they have like multiple different like leagues. They have like the PFL, the CFL, or the BBC. I don't I don't know. Um, like they have a bunch of different leagues, and you have to play in all of these leagues to be crowned world champion. 
I guess that's what like some of the people are going are kind of going on about because like surprisingly enough, a lot of people kind of took Noah's I guess like agreed with Noah Lyles and like yes the yes the NBA does not play against the world, but again, ultimately it's a semantics thing. It's just saying you're the argument is that they don't play the rest of the world's teams as I keep just repeating myself, but like the the but these are the best teams in the world. There's no debate there. And yes, we are the absolute best league in the world. But I guess like if you want to get into like kind of the soccer like system where, again, they play in multiple leagues and, you know, they have to win all of these leagues to be crowned the world champion. And it's very confusing to me. I don't fully understand it, but that's what I'm guessing they're kind of trying to get at. Hmm. I see. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just people's opinions, whatever they think is right or wrong. I mean, would the NBA really change those, make those opinions into reality? I can see Adam Silver trying to do it, but I don't think it would work. Uh, who, who knows? He, he's made quite a few things work. So yeah, ultimately, again, I, it's a, it's just, why was this a debate? <laughs> like, I don't understand why. It was. It just felt to me like everyone was just bored and just wanted to argue at go at each other's throats about something because like De'Aaron Fox was pretty like active online about this too which I thought was really weird hmm yeah that that's weird I don't know I mean nothing much is happening in terms of you know the NBA side so I guess gotta put some uh something out there <laughs> to get things going and also like like basketball is like the only American sport nowadays where you know, you can actually say we are the best in the world. So I, also, it's a weird thing to go at the NBA for this. Like, you could go uh, at hockey. You can go at baseball. Like, look, America is not definitive. I think in most cases, they're not the best team anymore in, in the world uh, in those sports. Like, Canada, I know, is big into hockey. And, like, baseball is, like, everywhere is, you know, it's very competitive. So, like, Go at baseball, go at hockey. Why go at the NBA where there is no debate of what country is the best? You know, that that yeah. was that was a weird thing. That's weird because you know they call baseball the World Series, <laughs> um, which you know played in the U.S. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you can have a lively debate about that one. Like again, America is the only real sport anymore that you can say USA, nor number one. But yeah, weird, weird thing to go to come at the uh, come at the NBA. And you know what? It's kind of worked. There's more people watching track now. So good. Good for Noah. I guess like any publicity is good publicity. (laughs) So, okay. Um, Do you have any more other comments you want to make about this? You want to trash on Noah Lyles? (sighs) Not really. It's just people's opinions that don't really matter to me in my opinion i think some people try to go at trey lyles for this too because lyles oh okay (laughs) yeah i saw a tweet from trey lyles about this it's just whatever that's like just ignore the idiots if you're gonna (laughs) if you're gonna mix up trey lyles and noah lyles i don't know what to say to you okay to get even more ranty, so this is this. So uh, the basketball portion of the show is probably over at this point. If you want to tune out, I don't blame you. This is going to get more ranty. Okay, so I made the mistake of going down a rabbit hole uh, this past week. I, for some reason, this uh, video popped up in my feed. It, it, it's Bradley Martin 
uh, debating, oh, I forgot his name. I believe it was Drew Hanley or no, Devin Hanley, uh, the boxer. And there was a, the, he basically had debate. So uh, Bradley Martin is like, is a really like big bodybuilder. He's like 6'4", 250, 260. Big ass dude who's, who, you know, has a lot of muscles, is huge and probably not a guy you want to mess with and make angry. And then he had a guy named uh, Devin Hanley on his Hanley Hanley on his podcast. And basically they got into a debate where Devin Hanley said, I could beat you in a street fight. And Bradley Martin, the 200 and 250 pound bodybuilder, basically just laughed in his face like, no, you can't. Like, I'm I'm 250. Like, I'm 6'4". You're 5'9". I, 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 can, I can just do a double leg takedown on you and it would be over. I could just kick you in the legs and it'd be over. And that kind of started a lively debate where, you know, who's going to win? And like, there, there are, there, there are some people that take, uh, what's his face? The Bradley Martin side, the bodybuilder side, but the majority of people took, uh, Devin Hanley's side, the pro boxer. Where do you land uh, on this spectrum? The guy that trains to fight pretty much. I mean, it's, in my opinion, pretty self-explanatory unless, you know, the bodybuilder has, you know, some sort of professional fighting experience. Other than that, I mean, I'm taking the boxer all day. Yeah. And, you know, like, again, I don't think the bodybuilder has that many supporters. Now, of course, like, let, let's let's not get this twisted. It's not a black and white issue. Like, you know, even some of the guys that are on, on a Devin Hanley side, like they're saying, you know, it's he's not going to win 10 out of 10 times. Like he's probably going to win like six out of 10 times, seven out of 10 times because he is a pro boxer. And, but for the most part, from what the expert opinions that I've gotten, and this is the this is kind of what I assumed in the beginning, too, is like, don't fuck with a professional fighter. These dudes are train killers. And even though, you know, Bradley is a big ass dude, he he has got like him saying that he can beat a boxer like that tells me he does not train. He does not train to fight. He he trains to get a lot of big muscles. But hey, you know, as, as a fellow body, I'm not a bodybuilder, but I do work out a lot. As a guy who constantly works out a lot, that does not help you fight. Like you're building a lot of muscles. But what it actually, but in reality, what it actually does to you in a fight is that sure, it makes you very strong, makes you very formidable, but also makes you very stiff, and also you gas out very, very fast because, you know, bodybuilders usually don't prep, don't, no, well, not not all of them, but like a lot of them don't do cardio, and also fighting is a different type of cardio. You will gas out so fast in, in an actual fight, and for the most part. The, the boxer before you can even get to him will knock your fucking ass out because holy shit like those punches are fucking deadly like I, I don't know if you remember back in the day this is this is like really deep deep cut stuff remember Floyd Mather when he fought the big show yeah yes I did <laughs> with with literally a series of just punches like he broke big show's nose like easily and now I'm not saying like, you know, Floyd would have absolutely destroyed Big Show in a real fight. Who knows? But like, you know, it just shows you kind of the deadliness of those hands, he, especially like without like gloves, which, you know, are meant for just padding. 
Like, you know, you're you're getting hit with like bare knuckle, like bare knuckle fists. Like it, it's tough. Like the, the point is, even if you're like a big dude who like may or may not do steroids, who knows? Like if you're a big bodybuilder, don't don't assume you can fight because fighting is a whole nother thing. There's a whole nother kind of training for it. Apparently, he, the Bradley did take like some jujitsu classes, but that that probably doesn't close the gap. And like he's like saying, "Oh, it's simple. I'm just gonna grab it as legs." Yeah, like no one's ever tried that. <laughs> like, you know, again, professional guys train to train to beat the shit out of people. Like you don't want to fuck with these professional boxers. So that was just a rant that I had. It's just a. Uh, it's just a little, it's just something that kind of annoyed me and it's a rabbit hole that I went down. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, uh, it's just like, uh, I don't know how many times <laughs> bodybuilders have been, like, especially in those YouTube videos, like there's one with, against, what is it, arm wrestlers and there's there's a couple others, but, you know, we all knew who was going to win, right? there's this one a pretty popular one has like millions of views like this one bodybuilder goes into this like type i think jujitsu class tries to like attack the jujitsu master and this master just puts him in like you know like he puts him in all the holes like he's like a black belt like he he get like you know he he like gets him on the ground and like basically kind of just uses his body to kind of like hold the bodybuilder in a position just smacks the shit out of him like he's smacking him in the head like really hard he gets him in one position where like you know he, he like the bodybuilder like has his stomach exposed and just just slaps the shit out of him it gets so bad at one point he he gets one of his disciples which is a, a girl to fight this bodybuilder and this bodybuilder ends up getting like choked out five times by this jiu-jitsu people and like, yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Like, don't think that you're tough or you can fight. Like, the, even Bradley was like saying, I've taken punches. Like, but you've never taken a punch from a professional fighter. Those things are different, man. Like, don't just, don't don't assume just because you have muscles means you can fight. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, that was a rant. Uh, do you have any rants that you want to go on? Not really. It's been uh, quite a bland week in terms of news, pretty much, right? Yeah, it's been pretty bland overall. I guess I'll have another one. Uh, I'm I'm playing. I'm finishing up Final Fantasy VII right now on uh, the hard difficulty. I just spent about like three hours today doing these like challenges of like the hard, like the the basically it's the end game battles like you have to beat the game to access these battles and yeah i spent about three hours uh, doing these so yeah those that's three hours of my life it's one of the some of the most intense battles i've had like it's elden ring levels of difficult like arguably like arguably even harder like it, it's up there with like the melania level melania well however you want to pronounce her name like it takes uh, all the focus some rng and just you know, just patience and just hope and just kind of just keep going at it until you win these battles. So that that's what I did for three hours today. Huh. Like in terms of Elden Ring um, difficulty, is it like dodging attacks or like? There's dodging attacks. You have to time your attack. There is this one fucking move that pissed me off so much. There's this, So for those of you that do play Final Fantasy, I had a lot of issues with the moth unit 
on uh, on on the uh, challenge. Um, uh, I forgot. It's like the uh, it's like the arena challenges. But basically, there's this one move where he basically insta kills you, and it's one of those. Th it's also one of those things where you have to pick a character that may or may not be suited to actually fight this stupid ass unit. And it, it took me way too many tries to actually beat him. And again, he has a fucking insta kill move that really I can't like dodge with Aerith, with Tifa, and Barrett. So I'll just leave it at that for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about. Hmm, I see. Well, so, I mean, other than that, in my side, it's just Destiny 2, but it's... Hold your ass, you'll be back. I know. It's just so far, the new season's kind of... It's still the same old repetitiveness in a way. But you fucking um, love it. Yeah, it, I mean... say it. The, I wouldn't say new raid, but the reprised raid is coming out tomorrow, and sadly, not everyone's gonna be, uh, you know, home to play it. So, gonna ha we're gonna have to try it next week, pretty much. Uh, such, such an undead, such undedication. I don't even know that's a word. It's a lack of dedication. <laughs> yeah. <in a> <laughs> I mean, other than that, I mean, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing over uh, Labor Day weekend. I mean, what are you thinking? I just found out today that we had Labor Day off. <laughs> I Jeez. forgot it was Labor Day. Because so. <laughs> I was like, it should be like the beginning of September. Oh, shit, it's this week. So, yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't know yet. I guess we'll be just maybe going somewhere. I don't know yet. Yeah, I don't know. Everyone's uh, going out pretty much. Um I mean, I keep on getting ads from Foodie Land again. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm not going. Uh, yeah. See, I, well, actually, it'd be good to go this weekend since it's not that hot. But last time I went, it was so fucking hot. Last time we went, actually, it was so fucking hot. Yeah. Literally, last year's Labor Day weekend, 100, like, hundred tens <laughs> in that, like, area of um, how hot it was. But, you know, was, for some reason, tomorrow, it's you know cloudy cool i mean i think the high was what 75 degrees it, somehow it, it's it's pretty crazy and like yeah outside right now there's like a lot of smoke too because of uh, some forest fires yeah i know it's sadly i mean it's it bound to happen in california yeah but yeah it's gonna be an interesting weekend um i don't know yeah now that you mentioned it's labor day maybe i should plan something out but we'll see I know it's a little too late, <laughs> and for uh, in my opinion, for a lot of stuff. Yeah, and also, uh, by the way, my foot's still hurting. Like I was actually really psyched to be able to play basketball this Sunday. I don't know if I'll be able to recover uh, by then, so oh, that's gee. a bit of a bummer. Well, hopefully, your foot makes a speed recovery. I guess. Oh, well, it's not as bad as last time. Were I was out for like four months, so. And it's been about a month, so it, it should be closing in on the recovery. Yeah. I mean, I, at least it's not like an ACL or MCL. Part of me wants to experience what that's like, because I'll be honest, before I got got these ankle injuries, I used to, I, I didn't laugh at people who got ankle injuries. I was just, I remember just looking at it. I was like, it's not that bad, but no, it's pretty bad. <laughs> like, you know, not being able to walk and stuff like that for, for you know, days, weeks on end. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. So, yeah, I do. I do want to feel. I actually be pretty brutal because, like, look, like I, I never thought like injuring ankle would like not change my life, but it'd be I'd be such a miserable thing to carry around. I can't imagine what it's like to have like a bad knee. 
you know, like lingering real time. Although I have I've had knee pains before, but nothing that like severe. Yeah, well, knock on wood that hopefully it will never happen to us. Yeah, like one time, uh, but when I went snowboarding, I almost tore my groin. Now that would have been really oh god, that would have been painful because. Like you know, I don't know if you ever snowboard. You have to have one foot on the board and then like one foot off, like to like move properly. And I remember just like the board tugging on my like you know on my leg, and now to use like my groin strength to kind of pull to pull it back together, and I almost pulled it. It was close. Huh? I thought you had to put both uh, clip on both uh, feet onto well, the board. Well, like when you're stopped, you know, oh. you're, you're about to get ready. Like you have to have one foot off and. Uh, I actually got pretty good at snowboarding, so yay me. I haven't hmm. gone in like years though, but we'll see if I ever go again. Yeah, well, I guess we'll see how good the snow is this year. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was as random as it got. Um, so yeah, that kind of just means we're out of material for the most part. Um, anything else you want to quickly talk about before we head out? I mean, well, oh, I totally forgot. Saturday payback. Oh, yeah, Saturday payback. Also, uh, there's something on Sunday. Oh, all all hours on Sunday, by the way. Oh, okay, sure. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I oh, you know, now that you, uh, here, you, you say your thing, I'll say I'll say my thing. Yeah, I I mean, I tried watching some clips of um, Alwyn and uh, what you call it, in Wembley, in Wembley, that's right. Um, not gonna lie, yeah, it looked like a lot of people <laughs> for that night, but man, it it was a it was a long show if uh if you you know count every single match that happened that night, but yeah, I mean, overall, seemed fun. Um, I don't think I'll you know <laughs> start hopping into the AEW train anytime soon. Not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, that's actually one issue that the AEW has. They because they they don't run that many pay per views, so like what they do is they will stack up like their event with like a lot of matches. And this is actually one of the better like pace matches where they actually didn't have as many matches. Like they have gone up to like double digit matches, like and like five hour, five plus hour shows. It's insane Jeez. what they do. And uh, yeah, they do need to tone that down. I mean, unfortunately, the conversation around All In, well, at least part of the conversation is that CM Punk got into another backstage altercation and is now suspended again. So, <sighs> I mean, the I guy heard... can't help himself. But I will say this I don't think it was really his fault as much as people like to make it out to be. Jack Perry kind of got into his face. At least that's kind of how the story seems to go. I mean, the guy got into his face about it. Now, granted, he's a bit, like, CM Punk is really hilariously sensitive. Like, you can just let that shit go. Like, be, be you're you're a grown-ass man. You're, like, 46 this year. Like, say, let it go, man. Yeah, I mean, I heard that, you know, he had to take the train to his hotel from, you know, the airport. So that actually was, that was, that was blown out of proportion. A lot of wrestlers had to do the same thing. Oh, <laughs> that's actually more of a non-story apparently i see i doubt cm punk was that big for uh you know a private maybe uber ride to um like i i think there were may, may have been miscommunication but he wasn't the only one that you know had to take the train there oh geez okay then <laughs> but 
yeah, all out is this Friday or is this Sunday. And if CM Punk is going to stay suspended, that's going to be really weird because the show is in Chicago. They were even chanting CM Punk on Dynamite. Like, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, honestly, at this point, I would, I'd rather just cut bait with CM Punk. Like, the dude is just, it's just trouble, even though I will fully admit this one wasn't really his fault. Or it was his fault, but he, he shouldn't get the majority of the blame for it. Mm, I see. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, again, more rants. Uh, so I don't have anything else on my docket. Do you want to, again, bring something up to talk about to close the show? Or should we just close the show? <laughs> I think we should just close it. We're just going to be rambling all night at this point. Okay. Well, in that case, uh, by orders of Fong, uh, let's call it uh, a show. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll catch you guys back on the next one. Hopefully there'll be more like interesting news to talk about. Yeah. Well, we'll see you guys later.